to me, magic is hope. It's joy. It's pure, pure passion. It's a feeling that we can create a better earth. It's the sparkle behind people's eyes. Magic is that secret ingredient to getting through those tougher days, and it's the thing that makes dreams actually seem possible. Welcome to an absolute passion project of mine, a collection of conversations telling the stories of people making magic real. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Making Magic Real. As always, I'm so, so excited to be bringing these chats and conversations to you. I just, yeah, I have so much joy from them. Hope you've been having a nice flowy week. I feel like this week I felt really, yeah, really in flow and really like soft and really at peace. I feel like I finally found a nice flow in my room too, like where my plants sit and so my workspace feels really good now. So I've been doing like heaps of painting and yeah, just really like loving doing my work at the moment, loving doing the podcast editing, loving recording them, loving painting. I'm getting really excited about doing my business admin at the moment. So yeah, life just feels really in a smooth flow and I hope your week goes into a smooth flow as well. (laughs) So today's chat is with Renee Wilkinson, who is just an absolute powerhouse in creating a life full of magic. I'm just so delighted to have her on the podcast today. We got to record the podcast in the Open Mind Studio, which is such an incredible space that Renee and her husband Murray have created and really just brought to life this space that's just otherworldly. It's a yoga space, it's a healing space. Renee's currently started to hold meditations there and it just creates such an epic community and yeah I'd highly recommend if you're in Newcastle area popping in to visit the open mind because it yeah it's so incredible. So today's chat we kind of explore Renee's journey with just like embracing her intuition and how manifesting really helped bring her and Murray's vision for the open mind space to life and I really love this different take on setting up a business like really setting it up with a really baseline foundation of working with energy and intuition and listening to the universe and listening to the signs around you and I feel like this way of creating and running a business is just so powerful and inspiring so yeah I really love listening about that we also get to chat about well the open minds Renee's as she says first baby but we also get to chat about her second baby the beautiful Sophia and how her transition into motherhood has been. I also just love her alternate term for motherhood, which is just becoming a guardian of a light princess. (laughs) I literally can't wait when I have a child to create my own magical terminology now. (laughs) So good. Renee just has an incredible set of skills. Just have to like flip over to her website which I'll tag in the description for this but you will just see she has so many modalities that she has studied when she is working with people she can use kinesiology and balancing and her intuitive mentoring and she channels and she does energy starseed activations meditations and just so so much more so yeah you can keep up to date with when she offers one-on-one sessions on her Instagram and she always has like one of my favorite things is on Instagram she always uploads just a little insight of like what's going on and like energy wise and it's always just so reassuring so yeah I'm really excited to dive into this chat today I yeah I just love Renee's energy and warmth and yeah she's just such a beautiful person so yeah let's jump into this chat today I am so so excited (laughs) welcome Renee to episode five of making magic real and I kind of love that 
this is episode five and five is like personal freedom and this episode's about creating freedom and flow and also your transition into motherhood. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm honoured to be invited. (laughs) And we have little Sophia here today as well. Yes, she'll be in the background (laughs) if you hear any bonus squeaks. She'll have her two cents worth. Yeah, so it's my turn to talk. Yeah. (laughs) So we're sitting today in the Open Mind space, which is yours and Murray's, which is Renee's husband's Mm -hmm. studio, which they have created. But I feel like it's so much more than a studio it's a community and it is literally a space to open your mind as it says yeah (laughs) so alongside creating this space and being a yoga teacher in it what other roles do you have in your life yeah so yoga teacher guardian of the open mind space (laughs) i like that guardian (laughs) yeah that's what uh murray and i and kat who's our studio manager as well we call ourselves the guardians of the open mind space because it is an entity unto itself and we're just yeah. doing it, doing its beck and call, yeah. following it, living out its whims. Um, I'm also a kinesiologist, uh, which is an alternative therapy, meditation teacher, intuitive channel, and now mother to Sophia. But my preferred terminology is guardian of a light princess. Oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> Changing title to yeah. transition to guardian of a light princess. It sounds yeah. so much better. <laughs> That's so cute. Actually, as I was like writing that, I was actually writing like transition to motherhood and I was like, something actually doesn't feel right here and I'm sure you'll have a better name. <laughs> like more magical name for it. There you go. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so before we dive into your journey and how you got to all these things, I'd love to just go over two things before we dive dive and so just what the word intuitive means to you Mm -hmm. and also what channeled meditations are so if people go and like check out your instagram later or the site they're like what are these channel meditations and they have a description from you perfect yeah so intuition to me is um i like to call it a superpower but essentially it's another sense that all humans are born with some of us work on it and grow it as a muscle. We, we practice it so it becomes stronger and others kind of squish it or hide it so they're not in tune with it. But intuition to me is that sense that taps you into the things that we can't quite grasp, mm. uh, we can't quite see or feel with our other senses. Um, so spirit, energy, guides, higher awarenesses, that kind of stuff. So intuition is that, that vehicle, that tool that connects us to mm. those other realms. Mm. And then channeled meditations. Um, Channeled meditations are, so I work with my guides, um, energies, and I work as a channel. So it's not my, it's my voice, but it's not my thoughts or feelings or words. It's words from my guides. And they're meditations specifically for people that request them. So people will put in a request, they'll give me their name or the name of the person they want it for. And I just look at that name, close my eyes and channel the words that come through. And it could be healing, it could be um, guidance, or it could just be energetic shifts that someone needs to drop into. Mm. It's just like a one-on-one potent session with my guide. Yeah. It can be done anywhere. <laughs> just get people just straight away. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, that's it. Perfect. No, that's incredible. <laughs> and you just do uh, you just do limited spots of them now, don't you? Yes, yeah. I do super limited ones of yeah. those at a time because um, I'm still learning my role as guardian of a life. Yes. <laughs> and that involves, there's no schedule. Yeah. That, and she just does whatever she wants to do. Um, so 
yeah, for my own type A personality, I, yep. I limit them so that I know I can fulfill them in a certain time period instead yeah. of just doing... And keep your energy balanced as yes, well. Yes, that yep. as well, because um, I have to give a lot to her at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Her little eyes, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> I have to always like... I just like I love little children and they're just like their eyes just are so magical yeah like when I'm at markets I will cry sometimes at people's children after like I've had to learn to stop doing that because it's weird some people are like why are you crying at my child that you just met I'm like there's so much magic people people have cried yeah they've they've held her or they've looked at her for a few minutes and they've just started crying what a gift it's an art to that it's an art (laughs) yeah so being intuitive and doing the channel meditations and basically this just like encompassing your entire life mm. in the best way possible, mm-hmm. how, like when you were growing up, was that always something that was part of your life as well or was there kind of big changes that happened that led you to it? Yeah, I've always been intuitive. Um, I think it took me till I was about like end of primary school-ish where I realised that not everyone was like that. I kind of just assumed that was how mm. everyone interacted with the world. As you do, like in your own head. You're yeah. just like, everyone thinks these things, right? Everyone <laughs> thinks these things, everyone can see these things. Yeah. Like it's not just me. And then it wasn't until I started vocalizing a little bit of like, don't stand in front of that person or whatever. And people were like, there's no one there. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, like. So this is just me? This is just me, yeah. It was, so there was a couple of years where it was just a bit weird for want of a better word of just trying to comprehend and. When I was about 11 or 12, I'm very grateful for the parents that I have. Instead yeah. of my parents going, like, there's a problem, yeah. <laughs> they instead sought out um, a mentor for me. So they found someone, a man named Mark, who ran um, spiritual meditations once mm-hmm. a week. And mum asked if I could join and she came along with me. <laughs> uh, she came along with me and I started going to these weekly meditations where Mark taught me. Essentially, that was my mm. apprenticeship. Um, Mark, Mark taught me everything about what I was seeing, what I was feeling, how to work with it, how to utilize it. So since about 11 or 12, essentially, I've been learning how to mm. use my intuition. Incredible too that your mum like sent you to Mark as a guide. Yes. Because like mum and I always have conversations about how many people in the world think they're crazy or there's something wrong with them. Yes. And they're like, this isn't right or like, yeah, just like holding patternings that they don't need to, but it's literally like, no, no, you're on track. Yeah, like absolutely. you're not crazy. Yeah, yeah. my husband Murray is a prime example. He had similar experiences where he, when he was young, yeah, and his family went down the other path of medication. They tried mm. to medicate him for all of that, yeah, um, which didn't end well for yeah. him. So yeah, I'm very grateful for my my parents and specifically what Mum really pursued and supported me and uh, listened to me and embraced all of that, even when she yeah. had no idea what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> she embraced it and encouraged it and was like, okay, all right, let's roll with this. Very lucky. Yes, very mm. lucky. When you were going through life still, do you find places where you did still doubt it? Like when you absolutely. got to parts when you're just like, should I be doing this? Oh, yes, ab- absolutely. So during high school, it sucked. Mm. I mean, I yeah, high school wasn't my favorite time in yeah. general. I'm not like a really great, I'm not a really great people person. Despite what I do for a living where I interact with a lot of people, yeah. When I'm like on my own time, I'm not a really good people person. <laughs> I struggle with I struggle with that. Um, so during high school, it was something that I kind of kept to myself a lot or hid because I didn't want to be even more weird. Mm. I felt like it would just enhance my we- already weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, You're like, I don't need to add to this I reputation. Don't, yeah, I don't need to add to my awkwardness and weirdness. Yeah. And just, yeah. So there was a lot of fear that kind of kept it hidden. And then straight out of high school, I um, studied kinesiology because that was like a tool to direct this intuitive yeah. uh, stuff through. And kinesiology is like the muscle and body testing, is yes. that correct? Yes, yeah. yeah, muscle testing, yep, to use energy to um, balance people, yeah. to create balance, yeah. But then once I started doing that, it, I was working in Newcastle at the time and Newcastle hadn't really gained momentum in that area yet mm. so when people were coming to me they were kind of like don't let anyone <laughs> Sophia, um, <laughs> don't let anyone know I'm coming to you like there oh was goodness. yeah it was kind of like people going to like the village witch doctor yeah like, and I just that's so wild so wild <laughs> and it just felt like excuse the French but it just felt yeah. like I was pushing shit uphill yeah like I was just so over it um, so yeah, when I was about 20, 21, I moved to Sydney and I was like, anonymity. Yeah. <laughs> I can just be whoever I want. I can recreate myself. I can do whatever I want. So I spent a few years working in film and TV yeah. and being like, in inverted commas, cool. Um, <laughs> you know, like working a cool job. A job where people, people could tell you that they'd come to you and talk yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and people were like, oh, you work in TV. That's really cool. You work yeah. with actors. You work on here. You do that. Like there was that kind of reputation to mm. it. So that kind of boosted my ego a little bit. But yeah, by the end of that, I was like, this is not fulfilling my soul. And yeah. I need to go back to what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. My intuition got pretty loud. Yeah. And you kind of can't ignore it after oh. a while. It's like a niggle and then it's like something tappy on your head. And then if you're not listening to it. <laughs> I got a huge boot, a huge kick from the universe. Yeah. Like, you're leaving Sydney now. Yeah. Okay. Right. Time to go. Time to go. And then when yeah. you came to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Pause for a second. That's all right. Playtime. Playtime. So when you moved back to Newcastle from Sydney, where did you go from there? Like, were you kind of like, okay, I'm going to really give this, like, a hard crack now? Like, I really feel like this is what I'm meant to be doing. So where did you start? Yeah, absolutely. So what I actually started with, and it was as I was leaving Sydney, I kind of put an ultimatum out to the universe. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'm hearing the push. I get it. So I put an ultimatum out saying, okay, you have universe, you have six months or until my bank account reaches at the time, I think I put a limit of $13,000 on it yep. because I knew at 13 grand, I could move back to Sydney. I could restart my life. It was a safe number for me. Yeah. So I was like, all right, universe, you have six months or till I get to 13 grand in that time period, I am going to 100% follow my intuition. I'm going to 100% follow muscle testing. So mm. we have a course cracking the manifesting code where I teach all these like manifesting skills, but, yeah. um, yeah, I was like, I'm going to 100% follow muscle testing. I'm not going to doubt. I'm just going to totally follow through and we'll see what happens. In the back of my mind, kind of thinking like in six months, I'll be back doing TV and whatever. So there yeah. was a real dance for those six months of um, I was following through with my intuition, but I still kept my eye. I would still take up small TV jobs here and yeah. there just to kind of not fully trust. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's always when you're starting doing something like that to you that is fully in your passion it's hard to believe that it would even be possible yes. so you're kind of like because of just how society is that like you can just live doing these really random magical things you're like surely I can't make a living off this so you just take that first initial like few months or year yeah. just being like battling it because it's like undoing those patterning yes yeah. I have goosebumps as you're talking yeah. Ab- absolutely <laughs> We get so um, patterned into mm-hmm. saying you, you can't do these fanciful things. You can't live outside the mainstream. Go back into your office. Yeah. <laughs> get and back in your box. Totally. <laughs> and I, I was, as I was leaving, I was like, I'm not going to make as much 
money is mm. what I do working like in continuity and script supervising. Um, I was like, there's no way that I can do kinesiology and yoga and whatever. And make. <laughs> I am now making like, I can, I can sometimes when I don't have a baby, yep. yeah. <laughs> I can sometimes in a day make what I was making in a week yep. doing that. Like, yep. so it's so, it's unbelievable. Yeah. In the best way. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I'm really grateful that mm. I let go of those patternings. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then it was just consistency and, and just growing. Yeah. Step by step. But there were lots of signs and synchronicities along the way that I was on the right track. Yeah. yeah. It's so good you just followed it too. And it does really pay off to like keep pushing through. And I feel like it is the universe testing like, how much do you want this? Yeah. Like, do you really want, like, really want what's coming? But you're like, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And before you mentioned cracking the manifesting code. So this is a course that have you and Murray created together? Yes. So yes. there was a version of it that I created when I first moved back to Newcastle yep. there was a version that I had running and then throughout Murray's and mine relationship so I taught him all of that stuff yeah. and then we kind of developed it even further and and streamlined it yep. I guess so yeah he, together we the iteration okay. it is now it's kind of like kept evolving and expanding yes. yeah yes. and for like a time I say a timeline but then that just like made my mind melt and I was like time <laughs> what is time <laughs> to this time I feel like my brain is just like no no to time lately or days <laughs> but from when you moved back to Newcastle mm -hmm. did you meet Murray not long after or was it a while and then the time between meeting him to setting up the studio yes yeah, so um I met I moved back I like properly moved back to Newcastle at the beginning of 2017. I met Murray at in December 2017. Yeah. And then we opened the studio in April of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I remember that year because I started coming here. It was like I was a few months into working for myself and then I went to like rabbits eat lettuce just yeah. by myself and I've never done that before like gone to a festival by myself and I'm meeting like a Newcastle crew there and camping yeah. with them yeah. and then I met Kai yeah and then after he's like I just like started going to this yoga studio in town it's like just open like it's really good you should like come along to it and I was like yeah cool <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> and then yeah started coming here then nice. mm. so through your process of like creating this studio space slash being yeah. together because <laughs> you taught yoga for a, before as well yeah and Murray was teaching yoga yeah as well before yes. yep so did that help do you feel like really start to set the base for your community teaching other classes and you're like okay they want to have our own studio what actually set the base for our community so we were working in other studios and we did we felt um to be frank, we felt limited yep. in, in what we could offer because we don't offer just yoga, strictly yoga. There's yep. a whole other magical, universal, spiritual realm to it yep. that really resonates with us and our lifestyle. And we were feeling a bit restricted in what we could offer in terms of teachings in those other studios. They're amazing studios, but yep. we just felt we didn't fully align with them. So we were starting to look thinking, well, maybe we need our own space to do that. But what actually, the community that actually supported this was the full moon meditation mm. community. So we were doing um, full moon meditations on the beach, Bar Beach here in Newcastle. Yeah. And what actually solidified that we had to go out on our own was in January, 2019, we were planning to move overseas. We were trying, oh, wow. yeah, we were, <laughs> we were actively trying to, um, get work in retreats like Murray was going to be a surf instructor I was going to be like a yoga and teacher kinesiologist 
and we were yeah, actively trying to get work there and we were hearing nothing back, which was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> we're the kind of manifestors and people, like we put a thought out there and then the universe is like, here you go, yeah. here's the answer to all of your things. Um, and we were getting nothing, we were getting silence back. And then the full moons had been kind of like 40, 50 people. And um, that January one, we showed up to the full moon and 400 people showed up. Mm, that's so insane. So insane. Especially in Bar Beach too, like you can, you kind of look down on the beach in Newcastle yeah. and you can see the beach. So like people would have like seen all these people and been like, what is happening there? Totally. Yeah. Well, we were standing, as that was happening, we were actually standing there and the car park was packed and there was just hordes of people walking down. And we were like, honestly, Murray and I were looking at each other going, oh no, did we, did we put this on when something else is on? Like, yeah. we thought there was an event on that we were in the way of, like, because other... You are the event. Yeah, we are. We, it took us, like, a couple of minutes, people are coming, sitting down and putting their things. You're like, like, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, and we're like, oh, they're here for us. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, we were just, like, there's literally a wave of people coming down the mountain, the hill. Oh, my goodness. To, um, it was so strange. And they kept on growing from there. I think we peaked at, like, Easter with, um, like, 600 people yeah. or something. It's crazy. I remember crazy. listening to one of your podcasts, I think on the Open Mind or Probably, maybe it was yeah. on my ass. Renee also, by the way, quick <laughs> plug-in, has a podcast on Open Mind Space. Yeah, we make Mo. a podcast, like, randomly, one every, like, yeah. three or four months. <laughs> I kind of love it, though, because it's just, like, here is what we need to share in yeah. detail. But I love how you shared about the like the full moon meditations that you started, you wanted to do them in Newcastle and you like forced your friends to come and do it with you. Yes. <laughs> Just like a couple of them. But like Yeah, the very first one was like four or five people and everyone was like, oh yeah, I might come. I was like, no, come. Come, we're going to do this thing. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be fun. Just come. And, and just, then you just like that later. contrast. Yeah, yeah. A few years later, 600 people. Like, see, I told you. <laughs> I told you it was a good thing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for being the first one. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was the full moon. It was that community that really supported mm. us and made us feel confident in opening the space because it was um, daunting. Mm. The open mind space, for those who haven't been in here, it's a 400 square meter building. It's a big warehouse, essentially. And we were just like, there's no way that we can... Um, <laughs> Hello, no way that we can do pay the rent and do all of that stuff like because we didn't really have a business we just yeah. were teaching a couple of classes and I was doing kinesiology um that community really supported us mm. in giving us the courage to open yeah and how did that transition go like you said like you didn't have weren't planning to go like full business mode with it yeah but I know manifesting really helps, but yes. it is still a business, which yes. takes so much hard work. Yes. And I know you both work like incredibly hard because I love that saying is like, you got to meet the universe halfway yeah. as well. So when you were like transitioning to making it into a business, how was that for you? Like, did you get business mentors to help? Did you just kind of like wing it a little bit in the sense of yeah. creating it? We, wing it is probably a bit too flippant a term for what we did. Yeah. We, so we use muscle testing and we use muscle testing as a way to clarify our intuition and to follow it. So every business decision we make is based on muscle testing. We yeah. don't decide, we don't let our conscious minds decide, we muscle test and yeah. we 100% trust and go with that. So we muscle tested and mm. it did not make logical sense. We yeah. were, I don't think freaking out was the right word because we trusted, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, okay, we're about to sign like the flow of it was we we're like yep we'll do it we signed the lease to the open mind space which was a significant weekly rent um 
we quit all of our jobs. So all of the, all of the um, kinesiology and yoga teaching and everything. And then we surprise got married. We, <laughs> we, had a, we had an engagement party, which actually turned into our wedding. And then we left the country. We went to Bali for three weeks. And that was, that was how we started this business. So wild. So wild. And so we came, we came back. Like, don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah. That was just how we played it. We just did a, a big cut of our life. And, yeah. oh, and we moved out of our apartment as well. We, moved oh, out, yeah. like, we literally just severed our life where it was. Yeah. Went to Bali for three weeks. Came back and restarted. All just trusting with, on muscle testing. So, yeah, we muscle tested, like, what classes to put on, what teachers to put on, when to put mm. the classes on, how much to charge, what booking systems to use. Um, so, yes, flying by the seat of our pants, but calculatedly yep. flying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, too, how then you're using those processes, too. You know they work. Yeah. You know it can really bring, like, really magical results. Yes. And then when you're, like, you're teaching that to people and you're teaching that content and that way of doing things, I guess, which is different to mainstream yes. by a lot. Yes. It's nice to know you're learning from someone who has actually done it. Like you're not just teaching something with like that you've learnt from another teacher yeah. and like regurgitating it. Like you're like, yes. no, no, we actually live through this and we're terrified. Yeah. And it works. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, yeah. it is a hundred percent how we live for everything. Like we're mm we're growing, the open mind space is growing into the next phase at the moment where mm. we're starting to open a retreat space. That's so exciting. Yes, <laughs> and all of that is muscle testing as well, like what um, structure to, to build as the like common area and everything. And it's like tens of thousands of dollars that we're investing. We've gotten to this stage now, we've been doing muscle testing and that intuitive trust for so many years now that it is more terrifying to not yep. do the to not follow through than to follow through. Yeah, that makes sense. Like hundred yeah. percent. I feel that like it's like a lot of things I'm doing. I'm like I'm not sure why I'm doing them, but like I can't not do them yes. because it's just like goes against every grain of your soul, yes. and it's like almost putting yourself through a self torture. Yeah, if you're not to do it. Yes. Yeah. So you just I'm trusting in the free fall, and I'm literally just falling down this black hole. Yeah, <laughs> it'll totally. be fine. Yeah. And in society, we're told to be um, to back away from the fear or the discomfort or that sensation mm. of falling when that is where the magic is yeah like on the other side of that fear is our potential yes so mm. much abundance incredible experiences are just on the other side of that mm. fear it's just we're taught to like oh if you touch fear back away yeah like, no 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 lean in yeah yeah and I think that thing too like abundance is we're taught that it's only limited for a certain amount of people or yeah. only a few can succeed like this or only a few can live a life like this but it's like mm. no 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 like there is enough room for everyone to be living like this and if yeah. everyone steps in to their true selves and what they're meant to be doing not being like oh, I'm gonna do exactly what you're doing yeah but do what they need to be doing yeah there's enough space for everyone because it all matching like a little puzzle yeah absolutely like, yeah absolutely yeah and it's just what what we share is um tools to assist people mm. in achieving that and that's what the open mind space is about it's not just about coming and doing yoga it's like mm. what tools can we give you so you can have an open mind but yeah. live the most expansive life possible and what to what would be like two tips you would give to people perhaps as a tool or like they want to start leaning into manifesting or mm -hmm. maybe even like step into like using that intuition mm -hmm. what would be two tangible tips where people can start apart from <laughs> coming to the open mind <laughs> that could be my one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um two tangible tips for manifesting the first would be connect to the feeling mm. so people sometimes get caught up in manifesting focusing on the thing 
so the bank account, the car, the relationship. It's not about the thing, it's about the feeling behind it. Mm -hmm. So take a little moment to journal or to meditate and find out what is the feeling that's actually driving you. What do you think you will feel when you achieve that? So when you're sitting in your red Ferrari driving 100 miles down the freeway or whatever, what does that feel like? <laughs> and that's what you're actually chasing as opposed yep. to the thing. Your mind just goes, oh, we want to feel successful. The way, we, the way we do that is a red car. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... One foot, get to the fear, feeling and really focus on the feeling. Mm. Um, another tangible tip would be um, well, muscle testing, but we kind of need to teach you that. Yep. <laughs> but muscle testing is invaluable. It is gold. It is absolute yep. gold. Um, but the next tangible thing would be follow the, be curious and follow the coincidences or the synchronicities. Mm. So if you have a curious of like, if you, whatever, what was an example? I had a friend who she, zebras was like a sign for her. Yeah. Whenever she saw a zebra, she was like, oh, the universe is trying to talk to me. Yeah. That, like, it, and there was one, that. yeah, and there was like one day where all she saw everywhere was zebras. Like every book she picked up had a zebra on the front of it or she'd pick up a coaster and there was a zebra. And it was like, okay, the universe is screaming at you. So be curious, be curious and follow, ask the questions like, mm. What does this mean? What am I supposed to see? What other signs do you want to give me as opposed to blocking it? Mm. So when those synchronicities start getting loud, yeah. pay attention and curiously explore them. Because mm, I really do. Like I've had not a zebra, <laughs> but like <laughs> even like I had two two months ago, I think like a kookaburra. Yeah. And it was just like I was leaving a market and it's like beautiful kookaburra fell down, like um, flew down the road and got hit by a car. Mm. And for 48 hours after, I saw them everywhere. Like people yeah. turned with them ear like earrings of kookaburras, like pillows. I'd be like, yeah. cool pillow. Like it's kookaburras. I'm like, oh my God. Goodness, like like just everywhere mm. but like what the kookaburra symbolized was just like perfect for what I needed in that time yeah. and like what I was going through yeah <laughs> I'd love to dive into you becoming a guardian of princess flight I love that I mean I think it's not like really like a magical name now for when I eventually become a mum yeah <laughs> yeah I really can't I can't wait Whenever the time is right, but I really have always been like called to being a mother or having a child. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to your podcast about the conscious conception. Mm -hmm. And I did like how you're like, I didn't initially like you weren't someone who like, you're like, I'm going to have a child. I'm mm -hmm. going to, yeah, but it just has all fallen into place. Yes. So would you like to journey a bit into that and just yeah. like what this has journey has been like for you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned, it, Kids have never really been high on my radar. I knew someone in the background that I would have a child, but it, it wasn't like a soul call. Like how yeah. you just explained, just like yeah. it's something I'm, I'm going to, I'm, like it really lights you up when you talk yeah. about it. It never really lit me up, Yeah. but I didn't know. Like mm. uh, for those that don't really know the story so much, like we, yeah. both Murray and I met Sophia's energy when we first got together. Like mm. we were only a few months into dating and Murray went and did a meditation and he came back and he was like, sit down. <laughs> He's like, just so you know, we're going to get married. We're going to have a baby, a little girl, her name is Sophia. I love that. Like, imagine someone doing that. Like, well, how did you react? I just kind of looked at him. Like, I mean, it wasn't weird for me because, yep. like, I'm, I'm in that realm. Yeah. But I, in my mind, I was like, this is just so interesting. It was so different. It was, like, so mm. different just for a man a few months in to just be like, yeah. we're going to have a baby and this is her name and I'm really excited. I was like, cool. So Stay cute. on the other side of the room for a couple more months. Yeah. So just like, <laughs> you get over there. Yeah, yeah. No, but it was, we, yeah, we, we met her energy before. Yeah. And so it was very conscious of her 
coming in. We could feel her before she before she mm. sparked in my body. Um, but the aftermath, the, the transition into motherhood has been, to be honest, super challenging mm. for me uh, because I am such like an, an A A type personality and drive and do and I have there's so much I want to achieve and um and the open mind space is my first baby and yeah what it kind of felt like like I love her but what it felt like was she just fully removed me from the open minds I couldn't do I physically couldn't do anything yeah like towards the end of my pregnancy but especially after I gave birth how did you feel after yeah I uh after birth or yeah after birth it was a little um days like it was incredible birth yeah. is an incredible experience and I'm so grateful for all of the birth mentors I had and mm. it was raw power like I understand why patriarchy as a yeah. whole is afraid of birth and yeah. tries to like numb it out yeah. because it is raw power like whenever you do get that experience if yeah. you do get yeah. the opportunity to do it naturally so you did it naturally yeah yeah and how yeah. do you like what it's a natural process for you because I know people go through like is it doulas or some people just free birth yeah so, um, so what I mean by the term natural is I didn't have any um medical intervention yeah so I was in a birthing suite uh with midwives who were assisting me to birth I did use gas for a little bit but apart from that I had no yeah medical intervention yeah um so that's what I mean by natural okay yeah um but yeah there's a raw power just yeah. like it's it's like unadulterated energy that just well. rushes burns <laughs> through you so yeah it's an incredible experience and if 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 women could tap into that all the time like mm. we would be a force to be reckoned with yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot yeah um it's incredible that experience too you can like it can show you like hey hey you thought you had a lot in you <laughs> yeah yeah totally here's much more <laughs> absolutely absolutely like we only or i only function on like a trickle of energy mm. compared to what that was but yeah it was really interesting that in particular so i have an incredible um birth keeper called jess etzel yeah. and i had an uh, debrief with her after and I was really struggling with the term mother and mum. Mm. Like I really didn't want to be called a mum. That's why yeah. I jokingly now say like guardian of, yep, of yep, a yep, princess. Yep. But at the time I was like, just call me a guardian. Don't, I don't want to be a mum. I don't want to be a mother. That's not, it made me feel really uncomfortable. Mm. And she explained to me that the mother energy is that raw mm. power. Like just that absolute raw power. She's like, that's mother energy because only mothers experience yeah. that energy. Whereas I was holding on to mainstream societies encapsulation of a mother of yeah. having to sacrifice and being isolated and, yeah. and having to give up like I was feeling like I was giving up the open mind space and giving up my life yeah when it wasn't I was just being rebirthed into a different iteration yeah of it. yeah I think that's really powerful and I've seen that not so much in real life but even just through Instagram I've like starting to follow more like mothers who are like just consciously con like conceiving mm -hmm. and they're you know as they're being pregnant like working through their trauma and they're yeah. working through like their patterning so they're not passing it on yes and I think it's so empowering and so exciting that yeah. we have these like mothers coming through with just this awareness yeah like this is what's gonna create magic in the world it's like this yeah. next generation of children yeah. which you see them and their eyes are so shiny mm. and it's yeah it's something really special yeah mm. no it's super important if anyone is pregnant listening um, yeah <laughs> uh to work through your stuff mm. and to acknowledge baby, well. I can't, like, baby. <laughs> sleeping baby yeah um acknowledging for some women mm. pregnancy is a period of grief of grieving because you're um 
uh, again, Jess Etzel, she sent me through this little quote, which I really loved. And she was like, in birth, you'll get to a moment where you feel like you can't go on. Mm. And it's true because the maiden doesn't have the power to go on. The maiden oh. has to die in that moment oh so goodness. a mother can be born. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that's that's that real transition period, but that real moment of birth mm. is like you have to say goodbye. Yeah. Your maiden has to die. You have to farewell so that you can be become a mother. Mm. So, yeah, there's a lot of grief involved. Can be a lot of grief involved in that. Yeah. Did you find with your process with that, do you find a lot of grief or was it more like, yeah, you did find it quite hard to step into it? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I, I found a lot of grief. Mm. Um, a lot of my pregnancy was, was Murray was an incredible support system. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of tears. There was a lot of like, as I would have to, I was slowly, I was holding on with both hands, like letting go of yoga classes. Like, yeah. but I would have to let one go. Each week I was just kind of letting like one go and then another one. And then I have to let go of all my flow classes. And every time I would let one go, poor Murray would have a night and be bored. Oh. I don't want to stop anymore. Don't take my people away from me. <laughs> Who's doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, yes, it was mm. and it has been challenging. But that's part of the process and learning and accepting yeah. and, and consciously creating my reality how I want it to be. Yeah. As opposed to just accepting the all I have to sacrifice everything in life is over. Yeah. I just need to rewrite that story. 100%. Yeah. And it is like, I feel like it's only going to get more magical, more expansive. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it will. Yeah. And that's what a lot of women around me remind. Because the first few months are really hard mm. because uh, my body, the women's body is healing. It's just such a strange thing. Isn't you, it? <laughs> you go through this really intense physiological experience. They hand you this small human yeah. and they're like, while you've just done the most intense physical thing in your life and you heal, keep this small thing alive. Yeah. And you're like, no, that's not how this should work. <laughs> you're like, should I get a break? And then like, then I get the small human yeah. when I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's just super intense because you're healing, you're looking after yourself, you're trying to, I've never been around babies. So yeah. I was just like learning a million miles a minute of just like, how do I keep this thing alive? What do I do? How do I, it's, it's, it's so much, it's so much. So intense. So intense. It's kind of like it's nice too though that you have been doing all this work before Sophia as well and creating yeah. this life that you have that throughout this process you can be really supported as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. very grateful. There is lots of support yeah. around. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> and through this, what's been the lesson or like the reminder that's come up the most for you mm. through this, like through being pregnant or even after? This whole journey has been surrender. Mm. That like underline in capital letters, exclamation <laughs> point. Like surrender, <laughs> surrender again. Let go of control, and then I think underneath it, the the subheading would be like this too shall pass. Mm. Everything passes. Everything moves through. I was saying that was my like phrase during labour and birth. I was like this will pass. Every yeah. contraction was like this will pass. This will pass. This will pass. The baby will be born. <laughs> Same as like in the really intense moments, like one o'clock in the morning feeding her and just like silently crying. Yeah. This will pass. Yeah. This will pass. There's, there's better days to come. Like this yeah. will pass. So surrender, everything passes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like in, just before you know it, you'll be like, she'll be running around. Yeah. Your new 
farm retreat. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so for looking forward to the future, what would be your biggest, like, wildest dream? Mm-hmm. And, like, what would you vision for, like, your world or the world yeah. when you think about the future? Yeah. I'll keep it to my world. Yeah. <laughs> my biggest, wildest dream. Mm-hmm. At the moment, the wildest dream, and I, I always accept that my dreams are limited because they're limited by what I can yep. imagine. And usually something much bigger yeah. comes to life. I use the Open Mind Space as reference of like it'll mm. always change and always be bigger than what I perceived. Yep. The Open Mind Space started as like an online spiritual store. That's what it started as, like me just selling crystals online. And then it kind of evolved to a market stall. And then when Murray and I were going to get our own like yoga space, I was just thinking of a room. Yeah. Like the size that our actual studio is now I thought that was huge for what we were gonna rent out you thought that was the whole thing I thought yeah yeah, the the room so it's like about 100 square meters or something I was like that's what our yoga studio will be yeah and then step into this like huge warehouse thing so the universe always like that's a cute dream yeah let's just sprinkle some expansion on that yeah (laughs) um so at the moment what my mind can perceive the the dream would be Murray and I and and baby Sophia, um, (laughs) running our retreat space, this farm space. So kind of going on rotational shifts. So Mm. being there um, maybe a few months and really immersing with people and diving deep into that work, spending some time in Newcastle in the studio here and again immersing with people and connecting with people and then being able to spend a few months travelling and Mm. just having free time. However that rotation kind of looks... And for us to live with nature, in, yeah. in nature, would be really, that's kind of the expansive dream mm. at the moment. So mm. Her little snores. Oh, so cute. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Just hearing her snores, I'm like, snores. everyone else is probably listening to her yeah. snores. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is the, that is the, at the moment, the expansive dream and what mm. we're kind of working towards. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you've been kind of doing, you've been like popping out to the retreat space and working whilst yes. still running here so yes. yeah yeah so we're, we're running the space at the moment we have an incredible team of people which i'm so grateful for the teachers yeah. and um, our studio manager cat so grateful for them especially mm. during the end of my pregnancy and giving birth everyone yeah. stepped up 110 yeah. percent and just like helped us out so mm. much and it really is incredible teachers like you can go to anyone here and yeah. it's great yeah. like you just know that what you're getting is going to be like yeah your yoga and your flow and then your spiritual side and your calming and yeah yeah the space calls them all in like Murray yeah. and I do little to nothing of that the space chooses people yeah the space is like that one like, yeah okay, <laughs> all right come on in <laughs> yeah so yeah we're here in Newcastle working that and then on weekends we go up to the space uh, to the retreat and yeah. do as much as we can there on the weekend so we're just kind of filling that in and then yeah. We have working bees there eventually and yes. stuff for the gardens. Yeah. Yes, we're going to be having working bees. So yeah. we're going to be, um, we're just in the final stages now, hopefully like today maybe yeah. or tomorrow we will um, be buying the structure that we're going to put Exciting. up there, keeping it secret for the moment yeah. until it's like 100% locked in. Yeah. Structure. And then we're also going to be putting up little, at the moment, the plan may change, but like yep. glamping tents and oh, cool. yeah, glamping tents and things like that for accommodation yep. as well as some other accommodation that's up there. So, yeah, we're going to have working bees because we're going to need help yep. with, like, gardens and building platforms and setting up tents and all yeah. that kind of stuff. We're definitely – we're so excited for the community to get up there and yeah. all together create it. Yeah, and that's yeah. how things, like, were made in the day. And, like, all the – like, when we start looking to even, like, the earth building and stuff, like, the community built each yes. house. Like, yes. it wasn't just, like, you know, one man makes it or, like, yeah, yeah it's like a yeah, community creates it. And then when they go there, they can be like, I helped put energy into this place. Yeah. It just enriches it more and more. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so exciting. <laughs> so to wrap up, where should people follow your journey or yeah. find information about working bees in the future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. So for the Open Mind Space, um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, um, at the Open Mind Space and yeah. website, theopenmindspace.com.au. On Facebook, we have the Open Mind Crew, which okay. is a group. So that is for people who are in the studio or if you want to come into the studio, that'll be where we working bee. Yep. info yeah. on our newsletter as well probably put it in a newsletter as well I guess yeah and then for me personally on Instagram Renee underscore Wilkinson yeah is where you will find me there and that's where I drop in all the little downloads and meditations mm. and channel meditations and all that stuff yeah mm. I really love all them oh thank yeah, you yeah the other one the other day I think it was I th- saw you post it one this morning but I haven't watched that one yet I think it was like yesterday day before is I they wearing like a yellow orangey possibly top? I think yeah, so yesterday. and it's like the slide after it was like it's not anxiety it's excitement yeah yeah and like that day I'd literally woke Waking up was just like all this anxiety, like what is happening to me? Like I was like, what is this? And I was just like, okay, just like keep doing what I'm doing, like keep doing my day. And I saw that and I was like, okay, it's excitement. Yeah. And just like a nice little peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes when we wake up with that like buzz, our mind goes, ooh, this this is an overwhelm. It's anxiety. Whereas a lot of times it's like your soul, your energy being excited of like, ooh, something's coming. Like we're about to tonight. We have the super full moon lunar eclipse. Yeah. All that kind of back around energy stuff is yeah. buzzing and just kind of like rising to the surface like oh playtime let's go yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm excited for that you're doing a is that a mama moon too yeah. yeah so i've been invited to co-host one of my beautiful friends ellie freestone she's an incredible international yoga teacher um she hosts these monthly mama moon groups so it's on the full moon it's mm. a women's circle online and she has guests each month and i'm yeah. the guest for me Yay! (laughs) Well, thank you so much for chatting today and taking the time because I know how much time you have to put into all these other things. (laughs) So I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I love the name of your podcast. I was like, um, (gasps) yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm coming to play. We'll make it work. Magic time. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to episode five of Making Magic Real. It means the world that you're listening and supporting this passion project of mine. So if you enjoyed today's chat, it would mean the world if you pass it on to a friend who you think might like it or even sharing it to socials. It all helps. And yeah, I hope you have a really lovely day and sending you all the love and all the magic. (laughs) See you next time.